0: Welcome back to the A Show with the Kings of Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am Justin here with Mills. What's good, Mills?
1: I'm the king of PTO this week because <laughs> a lot of people I are the kings a- of PTO and wrestling this week. <laughs> hey, man. Well, listen, shout out to them. But me, I'm always, you'll always catch me the week before Labor Day, taking the week off, adding that extra Monday as well not doing any labor because this is really to be honest with you this is the portion of the time during the year where nothing gets there's multiple pockets of the year where nothing gets done but realistically don't expect anything until after labor day (laughs) (laughs) this is and then it's the mad sprit until thanksgiving and then don't expect anything from thanksgiving until 2024
0: (laughs) yeah it's pretty much it it's pretty much dead. it's dead after that um yeah, it we we have a lot to go over today. I don't want mm-hmm. to bury any leads. I don't want to like we got to we really got to get to it because there's just so much like uh in the weeds of what happened with last weekend in wrestling. We of course have a pay-per-view to predict and I know the pay-per-view I I guess talk about because we don't really know what's going to happen with it, but we have a special guest today. And this guy is somebody who is who's been in our discord for for quite some time. He's now a Hall of Fame member of course and he's someone that we all we all love to pick on him. You know what I mean? He's 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 like our our little bro in the chat and I love this guy. He's he's constantly one of the funniest parts of me going to the discord every single day. But of course, we got to welcome DMV fan
2: to the show. Hey, guy. Hey, you guys watched like that SpongeBob episode where like SpongeBob and Patrick were selling the chocolate. And then they got to this crazy fish's house and he was like, chocolate, chocolate. And then he was like running, like chasing them around the whole episode. I'm like that fish. I've been, I've been trying to get on this podcast forever. Like I was like, I was like two numbers away from being on it like a few months ago, but. I'm finally here. I'm excited to talk wrestling with you guys. I've been—you guys were my gateway into wrestling, actually. So Yeah. Like a week after I started watching, I found this podcast because uh, I was following J5 because of his uh, video game tweets, and I found out he had a wrestling podcast. So I tuned in. Been listening since September 21. Uh, the rest is history. So
0: wow and it's funny it's funny because i can't even tweet about video games anymore
1: (laughs) (laughs) nice (laughs) this is so funny well bro thank you first of all for joining us thank you for becoming a hall of fame patron um and just really you know everything that's coming your way did you get um did you get a shirt uh yeah
2: yeah, I've okay. uh worn that short shirt to like two wrestling events already. So
1: All right. Well, we been... got we definitely gonna have another one coming your way once that the next the next merch is ideated, it's definitely coming your way. So don't even worry about that. You don't have to purchase it, you don't have to do nothing. You a Hall of Fame patron. It is it's already in the bag for you. It's one we already got one set up for you.
2: Oh fantastic. I know we got a lot to get to, but maybe Maybe we could spend a minute on this because uh, I've been thinking about this topic for like a week, and I just wanted to like mm-hmm. get to it. So yeah, go ahead. You're uh, the you hey, hey we we work for you. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So uh, the 19th anniversary of Def Jam Fight for New York is next month, and you know, one of the topic of dormant game franchises that uh, people want to see a back uh, come up def jam's one that often gets mentioned so do you guys think um a def jam games viable in 2023 uh what changes do you think uh they should make to it to make it uh, appealing to uh both the old generation that played it um back in the days as well as appeal to uh, the new generation today
0: yeah i listen I love Def Jam Vendetta. I love Def Jam Fire from New York. I don't know if you ever played it. Mill, you played it?
1: Yes, I actually played both of them. <laughs> this is one of the like rare pockets of my life where I actually own the console. So yes, okay. I did play them.
0: So I think it's in terms of viability, uh, DMV. It's a little tough for the Def Jam license because, like, right now, like, what does it mean? You know what I mean? What does the Def Jam license mean right now? Who's even signed there? Like,
2: other? Oh, than- I got, I got a list. So,
0: yeah. well, I already know Walla is there. I already know while that. there. Oh, did he announce that yet? Oh my god, don't say that. You didn't hear me say that. Go ahead though.
2: <laughs> we can edit this. So Justin Bieber, DJ Khaled. I edited shit. Go ahead. No. <laughs> DJ Khaled, two change, Dave East, Rihanna, Jeezy, uh, Jeremiah Pusha T Fabulous, Jenna, Aiko, Coco Jones, YG, Money Long, Bougie, Bannon, uh, Okay. Okay. Hold and on. The butcher, yeah.
0: Yeah. You could. Yeah. I. I don't know Freaking if. I don't know if that's the roster. That's like they'll have to get guests, right? They'll have to obviously yeah. get a lot of people to come in. First,
1: first of all, quick thing before you think it. If Fabulous is still on Def Jam, that man <laughs> has been locked in for like three decades at this point. <laughs> you
0: got a lifetime deal, bro. Lifetime deal there. But I think it's tough. Like the music industry is tough now. Like there, there's there we have rappers that are signed to like agencies. So like everyone wants a fair shake. Everyone's going to have to get paid differently. It's not like NBA where um, the NBA pretty much kind of determines what these athletes are going to get paid and they work that out with their union. The rappers don't really have that. So I think that in terms of, of viability for having rappers in the game, I would expect there to be very few if they did make a new one. Like, I, I could expect, like, maybe Snoop Dogg will come back because he does everything. Fat Joe will probably come back because he's notoriously one of the hardest bosses, you know, in video game history. But I that think...
2: two-on-one, like, junkyard fight? Yeah. A two-on-two with meth and man half health? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that that shit was 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 crazy. So I think in terms of what they could do, obviously I don't think Aki would work on it again. We saw what, what, what Aki's doing with, with Fight Forever. I don't know if they're actually um contracted over to AEW and obviously they have their own issues as well with that, you know, making sure that game is, is up to where it's supposed to be. But I would love to see somebody else take over the 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 game and, and maybe create a new engine for it. I think it's it's definitely something people would be interested in. But I, I would, you know. I would caution anyone that wanted a new game like this to be warned that there might be streamers in the game. Kaisanat might be in it. You know what I mean? Like it's, Exactly. It's gonna be a lot different than what, you know, everyone remembered it as back in the in the early two
1: thousands. Mm-hmm. Also might have that fight forever engine too. <laughs> Let me shut up. You can't, Justin. Say nothing. Well,
0: that's why I said I didn't know if Aki would work on it because I think that they're contracted out to AW as of right now. So, like, if they were to start working on it, it would have to be a different developer with a different engine. So, um, absolutely, we we no, have, you're right. You're right. We haven't seen anything like a uh, 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 Def Jam fight for New York, uh, you know, Def Jam Vendetta in quite some time. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. But I, I definitely think that, you know, as, as far as it being the, the anniversary, that's crazy that we still can't play it anywhere. You know what I mean? Like they haven't brought it over to digital. And again, because it, it, it is like licensing
2: I said, would be hard. Yeah. Yeah. Licensing's yeah. tough.
0: You got samples in some of those songs and stuff like you, you have artists that aren't signed to that label anymore. Who do they own their music? Do they not own their music? It's, it's the same stuff that GTA runs into every year uh, or every couple years with GTA 3 and 4 and 5 and online where they take the songs out sometimes and then they have to put the songs back in because they lose licensing rights for the song. So um, it would be tough. It would it, be really tough, but I, w- I would love to see it. I, th- I definitely think that there's a there's a audience that would love that, especially for black people that just love to have games that are, you know, really structured for them and for us. You know what I mean? I, I think that'd be really mm-hmm. awesome.
2: I knew I could get a lot of mileage out of this topic because you know you guys are both ingrained in hip hop culture, and I know uh, J Five, you have a position in that video game sphere. I'm not gonna. No,
0: nah, it's cool. No, nah, it's fine. Yeah. C- completely fine. Yeah, All I right. could, I could, I could talk about it. I can't criticize it, <laughs> so All right. I could talk about. It. I just, I just can't criticize it. But yo, we're gonna get into the show. I want to start off. Obviously, you know we had a we had an emergency episode, uh, you know, late last week, um, after Bray Wyatt's passing. And I want to thank everybody who listened to that show and sent us comments and and left us uh, comments and replies and stuff like that. I, again, like I said, I felt it in my heart to go out and and talk about, you know, that incident with everyone, all of our listeners that might have been feeling uh, away or, or you know feeling feeling down or sad about it. So. Um, But also last week, we had another legend that passed away literally 24 hours before Bray Wyatt passed away, and that was Terry Funk. And it's been a tough week in the wrestling community, even, you know, besides all of the crazy things that happened on Sunday and, you know, the huge records that were broken, the indelible personality and the the mark that Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt have left on people has been something that everyone's been talking about for the past couple of days. Meals, you know, how are you feeling a couple of days removed?
1: you know it's great to see kind of everyone um celebrate him and kind of like the unity within the wrestling community um and then it's also i mean we we've run through this unfortunately like many times over the course of the 306 307 episodes that we've done on this podcast um and just kind of seeing it's it's to me it's always interesting seeing kind of like the market leaves on people because wrestling deaths are very like they hit hard, like even beyond just characters, like people are usually noticed as celebrities, but when you're noticed as a character and you're celebrity, it kind of like, whoa, that, you know, how does that happen? But for me personally, um, you know, it's a, my, I usually get a lot more heartbreak seeing the stuff like Seth Rollins and his emotional kind of like reaction to it or Becky Lynch at the end of raw. That's the mm-hmm. stuff that usually like kind of like hits me um, in, in a way, but, um, it was great to see WWE's um, not shying away with it, not necessarily um, and also like giving like fitting tributes like the, the Cody promo on Friday, um, him flying in just to cut that thing. It, it, it clearly, clearly, you know hold Terry Funk in like high regard of like, okay, we need this person. We need him to talk on this and we need him to express on this and bring in, you know, Braun Strowman and Eric Rowan and everyone who was kind of like close to Bray Wyatt at that time period to kind of like mourn him as a group and as a family. Um, Because ultimately the wrestling business, they are just one giant family at the end of the day. And when you lose a member, it's definitely tough to kind of like process and go through it and realize that you may never see them again. And you know you had that great podcast. It's a, uh, it's still available to listen to as we parse through these kind of like feelings. But it, it, it's great for the to see how everyone remembered him as a community, um, in the wrestling community, same as Bray Wyatt and both Terry Funk. And I need a Funk U shirt now. Like I really do. Generally feel like I need one now.
0: Those are the funky shirts are hard. DMV, I know that you, um, you just kind of started watching, and I know that during your time there, Bray was kind of in the in the middle of the fiend thing, and um, it might have been after he got released
2: actually. So you you might have been more like more so when he came back, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, um, Bray Wyatt, of course, one of the most creative minds in wrestling. You know, it's incredible that he got to display as much creativity as he did, especially with, you know, Vince, like, uh, has his hands on, like, everything creative in the company. So it's cool that he got to um, express himself as much as he did. I I think back to a story about uh, Matt Hardy. I know Matt Hardy. We don't like to talk about him, but (laughs) so they were going over um, the final deletion in, like, 2018. So and like so they had a creative meeting and then after they were done um they everyone was clapping and then vince was like hey i don't understand any of this but you know i'm gonna let it rock i'm gonna put my Juicy hands up and you know uh, let it ride so it's cool that um we got to um experience all the all this, uh, all the great moments that, um, that he had, right? Yeah, that he had. You know, yeah. he played a part in multiple significant moments. Like, you think to the, um, two of the most, if not the two most important, uh, significant moments of the modern era, uh, yesomania. He had a part to play in that, and the start of the Tribal Chief era, you know, Um, he, Roman, uh, won that match uh, between Braun Strowman and uh, Bray to um, kick off his, you know, world record setting reign. so that's cool. My heart aches for Alexa, who was close to him on and off screen and figured to have um, a lot of creative tied up in uh, the Uncle Hottie Bray Wyatt stuff, as well as Braun, Eric, Bo, Jojo, and her children and yeah. his children. So yeah. Yeah. And the fact that we heard he was on the men and we know maybe prime for making a return made it more made this loss more tragic. So
0: Absolutely. No, you're you're right. And, and you know As more details come out about it, I know there was a TMZ report that came out this morning that a lot of people are kind of upset about. I don't know if you saw that meals where um, he had a defibrillator machine um, that uh, apparently he wasn't wearing um, at the time of his passing uh, and he Mm -hmm. he passed in his sleep. And, um, you know, let me just say this COVID shit is not a joke, man. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. It's 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 serious. It, it really is. And to to see someone so bright and so smart kind of just taken out by this thing is, is just is just really sad. And I think another thing that I've thought about as time has passed since we even recorded the the podcast last week is you think about every single person that's on that main roster has somehow crossed and crossed paths with with Bray or or Wyndham in their career. They all came up with him all through FCW, all through NXT the thing with wrestlers passing is that we don't notice or we haven't noticed that none of the modern people now have have passed away like they, it's not as prevalent as it used to be in the 90s and the 2000s so when you think about it this is the first major death in their generation and that makes this that makes this whole thing hit a little bit differently for, when you think about the wrestlers like Seth and Becky and everyone there but also for us we haven't seen this with someone our age in a long time, he's our age, he's our generation, and that's what makes it, you know, a, even more tragic than than I could have even thought about a week ago.
1: No, you're absolutely right. Like it's a, and I thought about that too because when you think of like the moments, I mean, the last major moment was both the the, the Eddie and the Benoit thing, and that was kind of like that kind of shifted the industry, um, especially both being kind of like current. Um, But they haven't had that in a long time and no one has really kind of experienced it in a long time. So it's very tough to parse through the feelings of like loss and especially sudden loss with something that someone that you've seen um, quite frequently. But yeah, ultimately, I agree. Like this, this COVID stuff is no joke, man. Like it's a make sure um, you do everything, especially if you have any like underlying health issues to continue to like, you know, protect yourselves and, you know, just, you know. Stay safe. That's ultimately at the end yeah. of the day.
0: It, it ain't um, back. It ain't back. It never left. Absolutely. Never left. Yeah. People yeah. need to. People need to, to carry that on. And you know, again, as DMV said, you know, my heart goes out to, to Brace family, his friends, everyone. We had a really heartbreaking, really kind of. I I have no emotions. I I can't even rate the show, <laughs> because of just how it made me. I feel.
2: thought they were both great shows, though.
0: They were they were great. I can't I but I can't rate it in a way where it's like I can't I can't judge it too harshly because these people still went out to work and one of their comrades passed away. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. Smackdown was was a tough watch on Friday. Um just thinking about everyone who had worked with him. I think damn near everyone on that card on Friday had worked with or or or, or been around Bray in some capacity in his almost 10 years in the company. Right. And, and, and-
1: just kind of like to add something you talk about still kind of like working through it ultimately at the end of the day. And, you know, Michael Cole had that statement, like ultimately we chose to entertain tonight. Um, You got to kind of wonder, especially like what we kind of know now with a lot of mental health, like, is this a healthy kind of way to approach this? Like ultimately at the end of the day, we're doing what is right for the business and for the fans who pay their ticket and stuff like that. And maybe it does get your mind off of it, but ultimately like for the wrestlers to continue And not to really have time to process it and not really being given the space to ultimately kind of like figure out their feelings on this. Um, You know, we, we saw, and there was this clip that's highly criticized this week of an interviewer. I'm not going to say her name, but an interviewer, pretty much interviewing big show probably hours after the news broke. And he, I mean, in a situation that I thought was kind of like, listen, we all have jobs to do, but at the end of the day, we're all still human at the end of the day. Um, so I would use uh, discretion in sort of like how you want to word these questions or even ask these questions. Mm-hmm. But um, he ultimately didn't know. And this is Big Show who has lived through. He's been in the business a long time.
0: Yeah, he's lived through a lot of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. And... He's just not able to kind of like figure out these feelings yet. And you kind of got to wonder if this is even the right way to kind of like go about it. It's just like continue plowing forward. Not to say that WWE did anything wrong, because ultimately, at the end of the day, this is still a business. They're quite honestly, they're all conditioned to do it. Um, no matter what, like the show always goes on, but ultimately, you got to figure out, like, you know, hopefully, there's some sort of like mental health. Kind of like, you know, reaching out and that kind of thing to really deal with the situation on both sides, whether it be AEW, WWE, Impact, everywhere, you know, because it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with.
0: Yeah, we saw Seth at the live event over the weekend talking about therapy and saying he didn't have a chance to go. We saw Seth's incredibly hard to watch video. Um, about how he said he wanted to fly into SmackDown, but he wanted to stay with his family because that's where he thought it was best for him to be at that point. And I don't think I've seen anyone as more more candid than he has been over the past week. Not to say like no one's you know going through their own things, but he's kind of letting us in on how he's feeling. I think to your point, Mills, I think some wrestlers, they really do want to work through it because I think that's probably how they take their mind off of it. But I do hope that there are mental health disclaimers and and resources that the other wrestlers can use there. I would hope that they would take that step and that's in both companies to say if you need to talk to someone, this is a number that you can call or this is someone you can call. I know it's not tough. I know these motherfuckers are built differently, but I would pray and hope that no one, you know, or 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 someone takes uh that help and and they take
2: their mental health very seriously.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
2: Um and I know um AEW Tony Khan's um allowing um AEW wrestlers to go to the um memorial service for Bray, correct?
0: Yes, yes, they are. Okay. And uh, giving them that time off again, he's giving them two weeks off. So they're able to um to leave. I think the services are this Wednesday, I believe, or I, I would I would think that I think maybe if if I were to think maybe the um what what is it, the re- not not the repass, the uh the what what's the first one? I forgot what it the was. Wake? The wake, yeah, but I would imagine the wake is Wednesday, and I guess the the actual services would be this weekend or next weekend or something. Probably not this weekend actually, because a lot of the guys are going to be working. But um, probably next week. So those are the two weeks that will probably be accounted for. But um, I, I I we go from this somber, sad start to the show. Not not because DMV is on the show, but we love you, DMV. Oh. But we <laughs> go from this sad, somber start to the show to all in. From Wembley Stadium did, did who watched the whole show I, I was in and out it was Sunday I had to run errands I I don't got time for that it was it was at 9 a.m.
1: my time I watched I, most of the show
2: but go ahead DMV. I went from almost skipping the show to watching Rampage I was gonna watch Collision to get ready for it which you guys clown me for in the discord but whatever
1: <laughs> listen don't to- listen as a fellow collider, don't bear into the pressure. Yes, I did not watch it on Saturday when it was airing, but I watched it at I watched it on YouTube.
0: Nobody in our Discord. Listen, it has been it was the most quiet it had ever been in that Discord. It was like 5.20 or something, uh, my time. And somebody was like, y'all really not watching this or something. (laughs) I think it was Bree. He said, y'all really not watching this. And then someone answered at like 7 o'clock, like, yeah, we wasn't watching.
1: (laughs) I'm, listen. Yes, personally, this show, this collider show, I don't like people who are not colliders, not true colliders, not day one colliders.
0: Oh,
1: God. featured on the show so if i start seeing a bunch of names of i don't know start seeing these big bills and the keith lees and all this i was like bro y'all got a rampage to rampage on come on um so that yeah. is my thing but go ahead did you fit did you did you get to uh all in
2: yeah i even watched the pre-show to get ready uh to get a primer for like all the big storylines lines and you know a special someone showed up on the pre-show which I'm sure we're going to get into later, but well, mm, at least we should meals, get into it now. meals you can tag in because J5, I don't know, might not <laughs> talk about it. So.
1: Monet Watch? Come on now. Monet Watch? Of course, you got to tag in on Monet Watch. Listen, Where Mercedes, Monet, stinking <laughs> seats, bitch. <laughs> they had her, I don't know what, it wasn't even like a suite. It was definitely like Sting Seats. But they showed Monet, Mercedes Monet. She, you know, she dropped some pics earlier. Oh, I'm in London, da-da-da-da. But I didn't especially, believe him because wrestlers and yeah. notorious trolls. Um, especially
2: the four-horse
1: Yeah, Becky. Yeah. yeah, Becky will definitely be like, listen, God, glad I could grab some beans and toast on the way to work, like some shit like that, and um, post a picture or something. But no, I didn't believe it until they showed her up and she showed up on TV. And there's been, you know, news that once she's cleared there, she's she may make Jeez. some appearances for AEW. would have
2: debuted at Blood and Guts at the TD Garden if she was ready by then. I'm you know? sh-
1: yeah, I'm sure she would have debuted at Forbidden Door. I'm sure she would have. It's just so that... Listen, I think everything... I think everything happens for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe she was not meant to be on Forbidden Door. Nor Blood and Guts. And maybe that was for the best. Because the rest of the Blood and Guts... Besides Blood and Guts. The rest of the Blood and Guts show was not that interesting. Um... But listen, this Monet watch, when she's cleared, I'm sure we'll see her in AEW.
2: and uh, Women's we'll Wrestling see. Twitter was not having it, boy. They were <laughs> not having it. How could you?
0: How could you have it?
1: <laughs> How could you have it? You know I'm, what I'm, o- happen. I'm I'm okay if she's lease from New Japan. But I'd imagine that, similar to what they're doing with Will Ospreay, they're like massaging it. He was like, oh, your contract's about to be up in six months. Mm-hmm. You know, we got water over here. You know, we got buzz cola. You know what I'm saying? We got, uh, we, we doing stadium shows. You want to be at the stadium show? Pull up to the stadium show. But then, I don't know. To tell Mercedes, pull up in, in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> and, see, and see how the crowd is there. But um, I'm assuming they're massaging this relationship a lot.
0: They better keep fucking massaging. They better work out all the knots because you know. <laughs> if, you thought punk, if you thought punk was a was a divisive member of a mm-hmm. locker room, are y'all serious? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> With Brick. <Because> <laughs> y'all got listen, y'all got one or two Mercedes losses to do off rip After that, she not losing no more. <laughs> We're not we not doing she can be like, I'm not doing this losing thing that you got everybody else tap dancing to on various shows. No, nah, it's not gonna happen. I but. will be broco. <laughs> oh my god. Well listen, I watched most of it. I missed the first, I missed the opening thing. I missed like the first three matches. I didn't get in until pretty much FTR versus the Bucks. Um, but I will say this was probably the best paced. AEW show that they've had um I will say it was definitely the biggest show that they had and in some aspects it felt that way in some aspects it didn't but I don't think the show was bad but I also don't think that anything on the card stood out as like memorable groundbreaking I'm gonna look back at this at the end of the year and be like wow that moment was insane because everything was just yeah, there's just various moments where I'm just not, I wasn't jiggy with it. But, oh. um, yeah, I, I think 80,000. That's all we heard. Listen, 80,000, 80,000, 80,000. They, they did it. Eighty thousand.
0: I think in terms of us always saying that AEW doesn't have moments, they allowed a lot of the people there to have moments of walking out. You know what I'm saying? Like just walking out and wrestling in front of that many people. I think that is their moment. They will always have that moment. And that's it, true. But essentially, it's your WCW uh, Georgia Dome Nitro. <laughs> That's essentially what you get. What is giving, and then after
2: we know what happened after that. You know, yeah. Once again, AEW tripping over their feet with undermining their biggest moments with backstage drama. So
1: exactly, you better tell them. You better tell them. Come on now. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, um, I mean. <laughs> My thoughts on the show, it was fine. It, it was largely fine. I, I thought that it, it felt like, and I don't know if you two felt this watching it, it felt like they were like, all right, don't do 40% of the wild shit you would do on Wednesday and Saturday. Like, do maybe 20% of it because we got to get out of here. Like, it, it felt like they, it felt like to me, I don't know, like, you say paced well, I say I felt like in some aspects it was rushed. Like, that, that I, felt, I, I mm. looked up the casket match was over. I was like, yo,
1: did they have, it did have any heat at all? <laughs> you know what probably for the best to be honest with you i mean (laughs) but i I mean again i like that casket casket match but i'm also a christian cage fan i'm one of the very few that exists on this planet um but no i thought it was well paced to be honest with you the the match i really don't remember is osprey and jericho i really remember nothing about that
2: match you know it's an osprey showcase match you know chris jericho i think made him look good enough and you know get osprey you know get osprey that you know uh 81 exposure in front of eighty-one thousand, and maybe try to court him when his new japan contract's over. so and I, that i think for, he'll and be signing
0: and for sure like that works and i think that's significant but like essentially i saw people saying he's a star i'm like he's a star there yeah He's a star over there. He's not a star. He hasn't moved the needle for them on TV at all. I I think I look at it all in and I'm like, these are a bunch of guys that are met with apathy every single week on their TV show. Do do you remember that Kota?
1: Do you remember that Kota? She was on this card, (laughs) bro. Botching. (laughs) I didn't see it at all, but it wasn't like a moment or anything of the rather like, the way they kind of set this thing up and heavily, you know, relying on tag team matches and multi man matches really kind of took away from the important moments that this show could have had. Um, but they've got another show next week, so uh,
2: And you know, injuries made took a um played a part in that because uh if Brian Danielson was here, we would have gotten that big singles uh Kenny Danielson rematch that maybe right. they waited a little too long for, but
1: Right, or not even not even just injuries, but like visa things, like things they should have figured out before the dynamite beforehand, where they had to write like six people
2: off the show. Um, And we're gonna talk about travel issues too later, exactly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I, I, again, it's it's like I just don't feel as though a lot of the people on this card, like the thing is, is that we're watching the card, not in europe where these people don't see them every single week you know what i'm saying like they don't see them in, in their, all of their towns they're popular they're popping over there i get that like i'm never i'm never gonna take away with 81k from them I, I you can't but i think that in terms of when they get back here the reality is is that they're not okay here <laughs> they're not they're not okay at home and not at home
2: how many times do we go Hey, Dolly G, AEW looks like it's turning the corner. Yeah. And then we get the same crappy programming we get every week. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Hey, turn that up, DMV. Hold on, man. I got something for you, bro. I got something for you, bro. Are you ready for this, bro? Here we go.
2: Hey. Hey.
1: It actually worked. That's because, my that's the big surprise for me.
0: Because you know what, you know what, we I, I gotta I gotta I gotta turn the button on because you know who we talking about right now. But we I want to get to the main event first of the show and, and why I didn't feel like this was like their mania main event thing, even though they were trying to work a mania main event style. Because they were trying to work a mania main event style. Let's just be clear. They they yeah. were it was the longest match on the show. Um, it 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 was it was so fucking slow with a lot of really crazy like i don't is it wrong for me to say that i didn't feel like they had very good chemistry this time like they did the first time they, they, had, a, they had a match
1: no I'll, I'll say definitely the first match i thought had a much better and stronger through point and that could possibly be because one is heel and one is a face because mjf was definitely heel and he was playing up that aspect and he had adam cole kind of making the comeback But this face versus face match, it's typically hard to do face versus face matches and that really kind of land anywhere in like good standing. Um, But this match to me played up a little bit too much of the will they, won't they. And at the end of the day, I think they're trying to tap into the bloodline thing of this long-term storyline kind of movement. Um, But I think the will they, won't they, I think there's a little bit more subtlety you can do it instead of someone trying to hit someone with a belt behind their back at least once a week. You know what I'm saying? Someone trying to attempt to super or someone some grass knuckles. Yeah. I think there's I think there's a little bit more subtlety that you can add to this to make it interesting. But Adam Cole ends up looking like a doofus at the end <laughs> for saying he will do anything to win this championship and literally not doing anything. Not doing pretty much anything that he can to win the championship you know uh, roddy roddy strong is like you fucking idiot (laughs) and mjf ends up um with the roll-up winning the match and retaining the aew world championship and they stay a tag team at the end of the show and it's uh i just it's a i guess a happy ending for aew fans
0: i just think waffling on that whole thing just makes them both look stupid at this point i think we were waiting for the turn to me, when they won the tag titles, I was like, "They're not turning tonight." I knew it because like they they that would just they don't know how to write themselves out of a storyline where the tag team belts are and also those types of storylines never work for me. Where the, where the tag team partners are champions but break up, I don't like that. But um, I just think Adam Cole's writing has been pretty abysmal here. I, I really do. I, I think that what what is doing is. Now they're letting a moment breathe for way too long because, you, unlike the bloodline, you don't have years and years and years of equity built up in this storyline. You have months and months and months of it, and they have to try and stretch this out to, I would imagine, full gear, which is going to be like their their big November pay per view, where mm-hmm. have things happen. But I I, I think that, and for all intents and purposes, like this main event felt as though it was trying to get inspiration from somewhere else and i really want people to keep that same energy that they have for roman and jay from that because it felt like to me the same type of melodrama that that was giving
1: no i agree i agree 100 i mean i thought it was i thought it was similar to that in terms of relying very heavily on the melodrama and not enough I feel like, the. I mean, again, like I said, I feel like it's the subtleties that will really make this kind of encounter an encounter. And I think if they both committed to the fact that they were fighting each other for the AEW World Championship, and instead of trying to commit to, like, this best friends thing that realistically, like, again no years of equity in it literally weeks and months of equity in it and like no he's my best friend it's like bro you've known roddy for years yeah (laughs) like years (laughs) what are you doing like again yeah it's a it's a little tough to hang on to um interesting to see what will happen post this and considering all the events that have happened will this continue next on sunday um as opposed to maybe not continuing on Sunday. So let's
0: let's go back in time on all right. to the beginning of the show. Zero hour, to be exact, when Hook was facing Jack Perry, No More Jungle Boy, in an FDW title match, No Holds Barred. They walk up to a car. J- Jack Perry taps the car window, the windshield, and says, Real glass, cry, uh, cry me a river. Go
2: cry me a river, yeah.
0: <laughs> picks up hook gives him a suplex on the windshield cuts himself all the way the fuck open by the way yeah. this is of course a not maybe you should
2: shot. have taken punk's advice exactly <laughs>
0: a, a, a very not so thinly veiled uh shot at cm punk who they had had an issue i believe what was it two three weeks ago where jack perry wanted to use real glass and an angle with hook and cm punk vetoed that idea um <laughs> What?
1: can i can i step in real quick ahead, right, go ahead it go was ahead. it was reported to be a situation but it was never actually confirmed to be a situation and the real the real of this thing is they could have ignored it completely until <laughs> this is why i blame jack perry in the situation until he brought it up like a dork who lives online like the rest of us and brought it to actual factual you know in in, in a real life situation so i'll say that it could have been avoided. This was all reported. It could have been water under the bridge. But no, he he lives and dies by the same reports that everybody else does. Um, And I guess he didn't like that we were clowning him um, (laughs) two weeks ago on our podcast. But hey, it is what it is,
0: as we should have. So before the show starts, CM Punk and, and Samoa Joe are set to begin the show um. Obviously, because it looks like it looks as though the way that they book these things now is that they either have the punk, punk, and the elite all the way at the beginning so that they can leave, or or, or one goes on first and the other one goes on the, the very last so they can avoid each other. Which I guess is fine. Um, it is reported not even what what was it like ten minutes into the punk and Joe match that someone. Mm-hmm. Reported? That, that Punk and Jack Perry got into an altercation before the match, and I'm looking at the match like, but we're watching him right now, <laughs> so like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Um, that was awesome. It is it was reported or has been reported, and again, again, just like brawl in, uh, or, or brawl out, we're, we're getting reports every single day. It was reported that when Jack and Perry, with
2: four different versions of the same story,
0: exactly. Uh, Jack Perry goes backstage, and we don't know if it was he bumped Punk or Punk confronted him, or Jack confronted him, we don't know. Let's be clear. Every every version of this story, Jack Perry loses. Let's just be clear here. He
2: looks like a bitch in every every single version. There's there's no version of this story (laughs) where
0: Jack Perry wins or looks like a real (laughs) nigga at all. (laughs) I I bet even his friends are telling the story to people and not telling him that he even got a lick off. So it's gone from punk put him in a rear naked choke to a chokehold to a punch to some type of altercation all of these things are happening you have AEW members who are are they there seemingly there or seemingly you know backstage or they're hearing about it saying oh no that's not what happened and again it begins this AEW cycle of disinformation and confusion it's like they throw a smoke screen up and you don't really know it's almost like it's almost like they're gaslighting us where it's like oh no 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 you're crazy for thinking that Sean Ross Sapp or anyone who always reports on us positively are saying, you know, you know, uh, uh, backstage information about us. So we get so much information after this. We learned that Punk's travel with, with, along with a lot of other people's travel was botched. He gets off the plane, right? He called, he doesn't have a car waiting for him. They pay this man millions of dollars and they don't have a <laughs> fucking car waiting for him when he gets to London and the in the in the travel coordinator's phone is cut off. It's cut
1: off. Come on, Come on Calvin. Calvin Come on, Calvin. Figure it out.
0: <laughs> Punk has to take the the, the 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 tube, baby. The the tube. <laughs> the metro. <laughs> He's taking the tube. <laughs> take the tube and has to get help from fans who noticed him in the fucking uh, subway to get to his hotel. <laughs> Hey,
1: Punk, Wembley's that way.
0: (laughs) There was no one. And and, and mind you, let's go back to the fight. Let's fast forward back to the fight. After the fight, we don't even know who was told to leave. We hear that they were both told to leave. We hear that Punk left on his own accord. We hear that Jack Perry was told to leave. And then we we don't know what the fuck is the truth. We don't know nothing is the truth here. Like, like... They can tell you minute to minute everything that happens in a WWE locker room. But when it comes to AEW, it is always playing the game of telephone.
1: I would assume that considering Jack Perry's match was done first. As soon as he, after the altercation, he was told he had to leave. And then CM Punk came back and was also told he had to leave, but then said, let me get my shit (laughs) so I can go, please. Like, I'm, I'm not leaving. What are you going to do? Drag me out, right? I'm assuming that's what happened in terms of just kind of like the order of the matches. But yeah, like, this is so funny that this happened in real time it, with real people in the real place that it happened. <laughs> and I'm sure a journalist or something saw it, and they're currently just not reporting on it as it. they're waiting for other people to report it to see because. If he, I mean, I don't know where Meltzer was the entire thing, but to me, he seemed very close to TK. So, um, I'm sure he was there and could have reported something, but Sean Ross, Sapp, I mean, he he got it off, and it was a. This is a. We're not done yet.
0: Oh, all right, go ahead. Yeah, we're, not, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. You know why? Because even after this, today, right before we fucking record, we get more news. PW Insider comes out and they're saying, Well, well there could be, or Alvarez also comes out and says, Oh, well, there could be there could be suspensions levied against Punk and Perry. The, 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 thought, the, the, the thought right now is that suspensions are are, are on the way. Sports Illustrated report the nice. sports <laughs> nice sports illustrated. <laughs>
1: Shout out to Justin Barrasso. Do you hear me? Shout out.
0: <laughs> Sports Illustrated reports that CM Punk and Jack Perry are suspended. They have their own good authority. This is as accurate and authentic a source as you can get. One, two, three hours later, there have been no suspensions, according to us. Punk doesn't know about a suspension. Jack Perry hasn't even been commented or he hasn't he hasn't commented on it. So no one's suspended. So who's who's telling the truth?
1: Amen. I feel like someone told them that sus- <laughs> they were suspended, and Punk said, "Who told me that I was? Sus- I didn't hear a damn thing from the. I haven't heard anybody since I got off the tube. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I I haven't heard a damn thing. So y'all gonna have to figure this thing out. Y'all gonna have to <laughs> make this thing up, make it dance something. I, all I know is, I'm gonna be in Chicago. The show gonna be in Chicago. If y'all need me to buy a ticket to pull up, just let me know from now.
0: (laughs) So the idea, if we are to think that this is, if this is cool or this is going on, this is happening, is that Punk and Jack Perry, let's just be clear. They're not going to be at at all out this Sunday. They're not going to be there. In Chicago, by the way, people have paid tickets. Well, not many people have paid tickets if you look at those returns, but people have paid tickets to go see CM Punk. They will not see him. I will tell you right now if they see a if they see a young buck or a Kenny Omega, oh, they will see Kenny Omega because it's, it's Omega versus uh, take a shit. a yeah. <laughs> Sorry, the MVP.
1: <laughs> Takeshita. I got flamed for a take a shit. Um,
0: uh, if, if it's not if 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 they see a buck or a, or or an Omega, they're gonna boo them out the fucking building, okay? Because that's just what's gonna go down. That's just what's gonna happen. Because this is, a, this is a culture in your company that you have fucking created. And once again, regardless of if he was right or wrong, and I've been saying this, CM Punk probably shouldn't have laid his hands on Jack Perry, especially knowing that you're almost a year removed from the thing that got everything, this cracking this whole this whole thing. Like you should have, you should have, the thing that makes it hard for t- even Tony, who was his, his most ardent defender, to actually justify is the fact that Punk put his hands on the kid, regardless of anything. That makes it harder to defend the guy right now. And it makes a suspension or a release very likely in my eyes for CM Punk.
1: I don't think he's going to release him. He should. He should. He should. He should. I don't think he's going to release him. I don't even think he really wants to suspend him, to be honest with <laughs> you. He's like, well, he got Chicago on Santa. I mean, they can figure out something. How, what? Um, figure out what? No, 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 no. I mean, they can figure out something for Saturday. Don't get me wrong. If oh. CM Punk doesn't show up, they'll figure out something for Saturday. It's not, it's a fake world title. It's not that big of a fucking deal. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they don't recognize it at all. There's been rumors that it's actually going to be a bell. No, you have yet to be seen about that. Um so they can really kind of do anything on that show. However, I don't I don't know. You would want to keep that same energy and kind of let this be an example to the locker room. But then you also I feel like I don't know. Was the you think the report was I don't I feel like there's a lot of like he does get antagonized in these situations by people being um
0: they are picking it
1: influenced influenced by reports online. Um, and I think he's sick of it to an extent because realistically, like, what does hap- what happens every time a report happens on WWE? Everyone will dismiss it. Bruce Pritchard has a podcast of damn near a decade doing nothing but dismissing rumors that happened, whether they happened or not. You know what I'm saying? Um you dismiss it by essentially saying that's not true or you don't even acknowledge it at all but here you are in the company where people live and die by the sean ross apps the dave melters the Brian alvarez's the comments that come out in the in the in the internet kind of like um discourse surrounding it and react just two weeks ago we saw it with the lufiso thing and lufisa was just explaining her experience and now we got an entire roster um you know, coming out and, and doing their own little song and dance about like whatever the thing is supposed to be. These people are so influenced by the dirt sheets and not influenced about what's best for business of the company that it's allowing them to affect him. And I could see why CM Punk in this situation would be frustrated. But yeah, there's no excuse. You shouldn't be hitting your co workers,
0: especially after you beat up the EVPs last year. That's the beating up the EVPs is a fireable offense in itself. <laughs>
1: okay. If so I what does that mean for Jack Perry?
2: <laughs> Go ahead, DMV. Getting an EVP with a chin biting another EVP <laughs> should be grounds for dismissal. But instead, you no, know, no, right? You get like, hired and get to work remotely. And, you know, yeah, shout out to that. <laughs> Great gig. <laughs> but I, I and I, you know Sammy, you have the Sammy Guevara incidents. You know. Last year with Kingston, and then Andrade brought on from you know, comments he meant on he uh, he posted on social media, and you know he wasn't reprimanded for those either.
1: I think they were suspended though. I think um
2: uh, Andrade and Kingston were Sammy yeah wasn't.
1: they were suspended. Sammy wasn't though. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. Sammy
0: was actually the one who got hit. That's why like that that was a that was a thing. He lost the fight. That's why I think, like most often in these in these situations, at least in a normal place, if you lost the fight, you're you're good. You might just get a suspension, but you're alright. He ain't never he, like Punk is a repeat offender at this point, yo. Like he he like the thing is is that now they see if somebody pisses you off, you're gonna fight them. And b- backstage, it don't matter who the fuck it is, EVP or regular person, you're gonna fight them. And I and I think that's what he he's he's. They have basically given Punk the rope to hang himself. They they want him out, and that being the Bucks or whoever the fuck's in there, and they would do anything to 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 get there. And you have reports now of Punk saying,
1: I hate it here. I hate it here. <laughs> I hate it here. More this. than the WWE, my friends. <laughs> it's it's gold. I hate it here is such gold. Like, oh my God. And now you
0: have yet another meals in DMV. You have a, yet another investigation. The investigation for brawl out ha- was like a months long thing that didn't end until o- the year was almost up. How long do you think this investigation is going to go for? It seems pretty fucking cut and dry to me. Jack Perry says some shit. He got fucking hit for it. And that's really the end of the story.
1: I don't know where this is going to go. But I'm interested. We got a couple of days until all in. We're all out. Whatever, all the same shit. You know what I'm saying? Um What is
0: what in your opinion, Meals and DMV, what do you what is next for the CM Punk thing? Like, like you this is now but let's be clear. There are at least 70 to 75% of that roster that does not want to work with CM Punk. We see that already on his TV show and who's on there and who's not. Because they have now created a TV show where if you go to that show on Saturday or if you go on a show on Wednesday, politically, you are looked at differently, which is insane to me. That's like L.A. Oh North my, North. I, would, I would <laughs> hope
1: not. But,
0: but that's literally what's happening. Punk has said there's the collider. Y'all say it yourselves. You're collider. I'm
1: a collider. <laughs> You're I'm a collider. People I'm have... A- have- I side with Punk. I don't know what to say. <laughs>
0: like You guys have said that you, if you go to that other show politically, they look at you differently. I already know that's going to happen. I already know that's happening. I already know that's happening. There is this, this locker room has so much discord in it. it there, there There's just no clearing it up. So if you're Punk, hey, if you're Tony and Punk, you already know the locker room don't fuck with you. They don't want to hear you. They look at you different because you got your own fucking show. There's only 10 people on that show that work every single week. It's just hey man,
1: we, we, they got they got all types of you know characters on fucking collision at this point.
0: <laughs> like it's um, insane to me that they think that they can still make this work when there is no trust between the owners, the talent, or anything in between for this man.
1: It's a bad look. What say you DMV? Hey
2: man, I I have no earthly idea, like, Edge, Mercedes, Drew McIntyre, stay away. There's turmoil, like, it feels like every week. I don't, like, if you're a name value free agent, like, stay away. Cause but if you're Tony Khan won't, Tony Khan has an inability to put his foot down and it emboldens his employees to act like this, so. I don't i don't see him. he even needs to uh put his foot down or um give up the reins to someone who will someone who will respect cause yeah this it's just gonna ask we're just gonna keep getting these incidents over and over again
0: absolutely no
2: oh. that's going to change yeah, yeah
0: and, and and again it's it's like you think about post <clears throat> post all out There's a possibility that Mercedes Monet could show up. The edge thing, I know we haven't mentioned it now. I I know that all signs are pointing that he might be gone. I know he went online and said, you know, these things aren't true. That remains to be seen. He can't talk about that anyway because his contract isn't up until next month. The, The edge thing for me is like intriguing because you are signing someone who has outwardly said that he is depleted and cannot work very often. So... What do you? What do you? Mills? What are they getting out of a, Out of an edge right now, other than one star, and and I and I, I'm sorry. I feel like trading edge for CM Punk. You're trading the same person physically. May, maybe even
1: worse. Uh, you probably changed the morale of the locker room. To be honest with you. If you trade CM Punk for Edge, you're you're giving up someone who's a cancer in your locker room for someone who can be absolutely helpful and has a relationship with a lot of people that, you know, are respected on the show. And is actually respected from the people on the show. Um, So... Yeah, the edge. The funny thing about the edge comment is that he, yeah, even through that thing, he never confirmed or denied. But he's still like, I'm thinking, I have the, it's not like I don't have the contract. The contract is sitting in my email. I'm like, yeah, but you ain't resigned the contract. Like, you think I'm stupid?
0: But here's my, it's morale until you realize that Edge is a WWE Hall of Famer in that backstage area. And you know how they treated the other Hall of Famer that, or the other WWE guy, um, a lot of money. You know how the this elite you know how the elite feel about that. You know how the young people feel about that. Regardless of how cool, cool Edge is, they already have shown that they don't really give two shits about what older people think about what they do.
1: And, you just get, and Edge gotta just get his bag. You know what I'm saying? Get the bag.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I I, I think that right now AEW is in a incredibly well, I, I can't even say that they're tumultuous. With, but, but are they though? They're they're living in that tumult. They're living in it. Like they're they're cool with it, and they're going like the ship. I won't say the ship's going down, but I would say that the ship is, is is stalled, and the engines are not on. And it's basically it's a Hunger Games in that bitch. Like their inmates are firmly running the fucking asylum right now. And I don't think that Mercedes Monet and Adam Copeland can help that. They they cannot save that, at all. I don't think good matches or good matches are already not saving it. <laughs> Let's just be clear, like. MJF, as much as he tries, is not saving the show. I've never seen anyone bounce back from
1: this. Ever. Yeah, it's 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 gonna be pretty tough. You really kind of like, huh, I don't know. Yeah, his relationship with the rest of the roster seems so frayed at this point that it doesn't even look like it's worth saving. To be honest with you,
0: let's let's look at this all out card really quick. <laughs> Obviously, the war report they're gonna be uh, going through whatever comes out of this card. I have no clue what they're gonna do on Wednesday. Um, especially considering a lot of their roster won't even be there, uh,
1: this week, hey, if we, man, this is, this is a hashtag collision card right here, baby.
0: If there are, there are five matches so far, uh, Luchasaurus, uh, versus Darby Allen for the TNT championship, Miro versus powerhouse Hobbs, Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho, Orange Cassidy, or uh, or Penta because they just announced today that Penta and Orange Cassidy are facing off on Dynamo. It's probably going to be Orange Cassidy Cassidy versus Moxley for the International Championship, and uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, Takeshita, uh in a singles match. Those are their, those are your five your five matches. I would imagine they will probably throw MJF and Cole on here in some capacity, maybe against Roddy and someone else. Um, this is a this is from what you had a year ago, two years ago to now are it's not even about injuries. There's nobody on this card is hot at all.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. Like OC is the ace currently. Um Moxley can I mean, I don't know. Moxley's kind of in a in a space right now. Um Yeah, they're not it's not really a hot card. Like it's not really a high contested card, but it looks like this is the sacrifice that Tony wanted to made in exchange for all in. Like, this is, it seems like this is what, thank you. Um, It seems like this is what he wanted to, this is what he was like, okay, this is just going to have to be because $80,000. And he's already said, like, listen, whether we sell a pay-per-view or not, we've already made back what we made back on this card. So we're already making money on this card. So I feel like at this point. This is just kind of like we had the schedule, it's on the calendar. We're gonna book some matches, we're gonna get some things going, and we're gonna continue to trek forward. It's Labor Day weekend. That's essentially what he's kind of like hoping for at the end of the day.
0: Labor Day weekend is where you get all of your eyes because people don't have work the next day. <laughs> you you want them to you want them to sit down and watch Chris Statlander versus Sue Ruby Soho on a Sunday night?
1: That's a that's definitely a Friday night match. I'm not gonna <laughs> hold you. <laughs> So is Miro versus Hobbs. Luchasaurus versus Darby Allen is also a Friday night match. I'm not even going to hold you to. Not, not to mention that, you got another show the night before.
0: And it's all in Chicago where you've been a hundred times. DMV, how many times would you go see a, a show in your same your same market multiple times over a weekend?
2: Not many.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've missed a couple Barclay shows. You know what I'm saying? I've missed – but here's – Here's another thing as well. They, so, they,
2: they, you know, they're running their uh, fans' pockets with all in, all out, and they recently announced uh, Wrestle Dream 2, and that's in September, I think, right? Yeah. yeah, one, yeah. So.
0: October. I think it's in October. You're right.
2: It's, it's October. October. Yeah.
0: Wrestle Dream is going to be yet another New Japan
1: team up <laughs> Barely. I, I'm assuming they're not sending the top guys. I'm assuming they send sending like. Juice's friends and shit. I don't know,
0: <laughs> but but meals for the first time and even before that. To your point, DMV they're running Arthur Ash in September, and then Russell Dream in October. So they have all out, uh, Arthur Ash, which is not Grand separate, Slam, but, yeah. Um, the 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 Russell Dream, and then Full Gear in November. They've never done this many pay per views back to back to back ever, and with the style that they work, the storylines that they You know, try and put on the, you know, we've all had issues with it, with the way that they do their storytelling. Do you think this is possible for them to do this many pay-per-views and this much content back to back to back like this, which is unprecedented for them in their four year history?
1: I mean, TK is just like a mass generating machine. He doesn't really like process like storylines and like major peaks and stuff. So if you were asking him to generate four different cards on four different nights featuring a a, a, a roster of eighty people, he's gonna do it. Now whether it'll be successful or not, whether it'll, it'll be whether it'll be all out two thousand twenty one or it'll be fucking what's the what's that championship show that they have well, the other know. night battle it about, you know six or something along those lines whether it'll feel like that or feel like this it'll be it'll be interesting to see but um i don't uh they got a lot going on but this is also
0: they got a lot going
1: this, on this is this is what they've this is what they're supposed to be doing right like at the end of the day like They have to grow. They have to realize that there's a lot of demand. If there's going to be a lot of demand for this, you have to meet that demand. And currently, I think they're um, exhausting all of that. And then I also had another question. If you paid for tickets for the United Center and Punk is not going to be there, Mm -hmm. give me my money back. (laughs) I want it, especially Collision. If if Punk ain't on Collision, I, I ain't there. Uh, Give me
0: my money back. Nobody's there. No, I mean, to be honest, nobody's at their shows anyway in America. Well, all hell is about to break loose in this company. And I just want to let you all know this is about to be the funniest fall for wrestling. Fall winter season for wrestling that we've probably ever seen. It's, it's going to be hilarious. Um, I want to I want to predict uh, payback. Uh, it, it basically should be raw branded.
2: But they got a couple. Of- but hold on, uh, before we get to that, um, John Cena, um, John Cena's announced himself for um, seven weeks of um, programming on Friday Night SmackDown. So, do we want to maybe get into that before we oh, dive yeah. into? Um, yeah.
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, Cena was announced. He, of course, we 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 did talk about that he was going to be on SmackDown, uh, this week. Uh, basically, I guess you know, in preparation for the India. Car that he's gonna be on in September, but they also went ahead and SAG be damned. Cena said, I I need to do something, bitch. He said, I work I, <laughs> I need work, money. I'll work all October. The strike ain't over. Shit, I'll work all in November. Like, fuck it. Um, he's gonna be there uh for, for the next seven weeks. I would imagine, and I think this is actually this shit is
1: like it's is like Adele in Vegas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know what? And, and and you know, we we kind of came down on stuff a couple weeks ago. Uh I mean, rightfully so for his comments in the writer's strike and how it was kind of opening up opportunities. But now we're seeing that opportunity bear fruit with Cena, you know, largely who's who's the bit. Be- this dude, Cena has a new movie come out every single week. I mean, Vacation Friends 2 is out now on Hulu. Yeah,
2: I saw that. <laughs> He's got a number one movie on Netflix with Jackie Chan, too.
0: Yeah, that the hit. Terrible movie, by the way. I didn't finish it. Uh He got that movie with Jackie <laughs> Chan. They, they came out a couple weeks ago. Um he's a busy guy. He's going to be in uh, Mortal Kombat 1, Peacemaker. Oh yeah, he's doing the voice he for is. Peacemaker as well. Um again, he stays booked and busy, but now he's booked and busy in WWE. I think it's actually again, like I said, this is where that opportunity kind of bears fruit where you have Cena throughout the fall months where Roman will not be there and I think to me is a great way to get ratings, of course, but to fill out those arenas that are kind of longing for the next chapter of the bloodline as we wait to see what I would assume and would hope would be kind of the third act of this whole thing coming up uh, in, right. in, in mania season.
1: And I think also, you know, I think by the mere fact of him not commenting on any of these situations at all, he's just jumping back into the role of John Cena. He's not coming at it from the actor of like, I'm lending my star power to WWE. He's like, no, John Cena's back. You know what I'm saying? John Cena never left. I was there at WrestleMania early this year. So maybe that's another thing of like why I guess maybe the SAG um the SAG strike uh, isn't really like frowning upon this or like no one's really frowning well, upon this because
0: wrestling is a union, that's why. Uh, right, right. None of the wrestlers have uh, none of the wrestlers are part of SAG. So he's technically okay to promote and do all of this shit because it it doesn't fall within SAG. So he, he found a really cool loophole here.
1: Yeah. Nah, it's it's true. It's true. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing John Cena on SmackDown. You know, I think Ooh. SmackDown has been having good numbers. I think it wants to maintain those numbers and you got to do anything that you can. Nick Khan is a monster.
0: So um, uh, who do you think he's going to work with? I, I, I would imagine a month long program isn't out of the realm of possibility. But who do you guys think makes the most sense for John Cena at this point?
2: Don't say L.A. Night. Uh, The guy who was in the ring with at Money in the Bank, Grayson Waller, I I think he's uh, all about um, shepherding the new generation into the WWE. He worked with Theory at WrestleMania. So I think it makes sense for him to um, help get Grayson over with the crowd. I think um, we'll get some good promos out of it. I think Grayson. Wallet really held his own during that money in the bank segment. So mm-hmm. I think we get some good material out of it. Me personally, John Cena, Bianca Belair backstage segment. I know she's <laughs> kayfabe injured, but, you know, that that'll set Black Twitter on fire. <laughs>
0: no, I, I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that for sure. Like, I, I think, again, to DMV's point, him working with the younger generation would be incredibly cool to see. I'll raise you this. There's a Cody segment with Grayson Waller at Payback. What if, if only for a second here, you get you get Cena come out as a surprise at Payback and, and confront Waller, and we do get some kind of situations here with Cody and Cena on SmackDown. Like,
1: I, I feel like... Okay, I was... Because yeah, I was like, wait, he's just going to bypass Cody and go to Waller?
0: No, 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 no. I I, I would say so, Cena and Cody work together. I, I think that that's something that people want to see. I think that it gets they're they're kind of no one's really complained about it yet. They're kind of playing loose with the with the with the brand switches, but I also feel like there's nothing for Cody to do on Raw right now. <laughs> so it would be cool for him. It would be nice for him to be on SmackDown and kind of work with 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 Cena because on Raw like I feel like this is so insulated as as to what storylines there are, Cody lives in his own universe until he's ready for Raw. He wasn't
2: even on last night's episode. Exactly,
0: exactly. And and to be fair, that man needed a break
1: He <laughs> been all over the place for them. Oh, I mean, he said, I'm a fly to SmackDown. You might not see me on though." You know what I'm saying? Um, I could see John Cena. You know what? I think it would be kind of like a cool little thing. Um, John Cena solo Sokoa.
2: Hmm.
1: Wow. Let's get, let's get solo doing something. Solo not really in the mix. Solo, this is the longest solo been out since solo showed up. You know what I'm saying? Um, you, you get Paul Heyman, do a couple promos.
0: Cena working with uh, Jimmy, Cena working with Jimmy too? Sh-
1: possibly. What if it's Jimmy and Solo versus Jay and John? You know what I'm saying?
0: Or, or whoa, Jay and John or John and Cody. Got mm. back into the to, to the space. Because you got to think, y'all, right? Like You got to start working Cody back into the storyline at some point. Because what we're what we are gearing up for is and the thing, the thing like mania is coming up really really fast. The thing we want to get to here is Cody in Roman face to face again because that's the that's the match. Like to me, that is the match in the company right now. Is is Gunther is, mm-hmm. anyone? But a little bit bef- before that is Cody Roman too. Is the match that everybody wants to see? And I don't know. I I, I know it's pie in the sky thinking Cody and Cena will be to, you know be rocking together like that, but. I, I do know that that's something that I think would be a really cool look for Cody because, again, it's all about getting him those cosigns from the major stars to make people believe that he could win in, in Mania and Philly.
1: Absolutely. No, you're right.
0: All right. Payback. Taking place in Pittsburgh. Six-max show. they H is like, I'm getting them in, I'm getting them out
2: (laughs) on Saturday. (laughs) No, people were complaining about Gunther and Gable not making the card. Like Triple H said, if you don't have more stuff than you need ready to go, you failed. Mm -hmm. And plus the NFL is back next week. So I'm not going to complain about them making the TV more appealing.
0: Absolutely. No, you you hit the nail on the head right there. Gunther and Chad Gable is off, but you want to have that moment, right? where you solidify the fact that Gunther will be breaking the record. And you do that on Monday with a win over Gable if he wins against Gable. You solidify that moment on TV. You solidify that history-making moment to everyone there that he did it live and he did it in front of people and he did it with a win. And so, like, I'm cool with Gunther not being here. And I think, honestly, and I want to know how you feel about this, Mills. is like we're just going to have to get used to sometimes people they are just not going to be on the pay-per-view cards all the time. And I think that's something that we're not used to.
1: No, absolutely. And it it, perfectly, honestly, this should be the kind of way it goes. I'm for it because it makes TV feel more important. And I think one of the biggest gripes about what I had, especially like pre, I'll say pre maybe like 2020, 2021, was that everyone was running through the motions on TV and there was no actual like main events being built up on television. Um, Now you got one. So I'm kind of, like, okay with it, to be honest with you, because if I'm going to be dedicating three hours to watching Monday Night Raw, there better be something I want to watch on the show. Um, And also the pay-per-views. These are smaller pay-per-views. You still get to see your favorite stars. You still get to do the same thing. Shout out to um, Tyrese Halliburton. says, John Cena, you better show up at Fastlane. I'm sorry. Hey, man,
2: I've never seen him in my life. I hope he shows up to, like, WrestleMania 40 because I'm planning to go Lord willing so I've never seen him live in person so
1: that would be John Listen, John Cena is a is definitely a special experience so make sure you see that but yeah let's let's get into this card let's let's predict what's going on on this show
0: yes sir let's start off with uh Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Judgment Day of Finn Bálor and Damian Priest the only two niggas in this whole group that don't got no belts uh for a, a steel city street fight for the undisputed wwe tag team championship um as everyone knows we talk about this in the discord all the time this has been a very ongoing you know feud for the past couple of months on raw so many main events dedicated to it so many different variations of this main event now we're finally getting it for the titles um kevin and Sami Zayn have been bit with the injury bug you know for the past couple of weeks past couple of months really Um, And they haven't been able to kind of be like the tag team champions that we kind of thought that they would just because of these injuries. Um, This is, you know, no fault of their own. But I do think that there's a sense that you kind of want to get these off of them so that the belts can breathe. And you can also use this as a way to make the Judgment Day a bigger force on Monday Night Raw if they're not going to break them up at this point. But I would love to know what you guys think.
1: I think there's an opportunity here, one, like you said, to kind of, like, get the belts off of KO and Sami Zayn. Also, again, feature Judgment Day. There's a potential feature of them on SmackDown, which is very, very nice. Um, And just kind of, like, really give a pulse to it. To be honest with you, I can see KO and Sami Zayn losing this. I can see them getting back the belts in in a short order or a short time. So... um, This match, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be fun considering all parties involved. I think ultimately at the end of the day, I would, if I was a betting man, I'm trying to use my betting man thing. If I was a betting man, I would say KO and Sami Zayn retain, though, at the end of the day. There's just something about it. I don't know if the, I would, I think it's smarter for Balor and Priest to do it, but I just, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like in these situations, KO and Sami retain.
2: I I wouldn't be surprised if um, Judgment Day um, steal these titles from KO and Sammy because you want these um, uh, PLEs to feel significant. And, you know, one way to do that is title changes. I'm really excited that it gets this uh, stiff. I saw a quote where KO lamented not getting to be in the Money in the Bank ladder matches, you know. That guy likes jumping off of high platforms and almost paralyzing himself. So, I think it's gonna be a fun match. But I got um, KO and Sammy retaining.
0: Yeah i I don't want to bet against them because they're booked. You know, in these types of situations, they're booked really strongly. Um, they they did Sammy did just lose against Damian, which kind of gives me more credence to the fact that they may retain because they they just lost on TV and they got to get their heat back. So maybe, you know what? Maybe they will retain. I would just, I'm just interested in knowing what they're building to with judgment day at this point. And maybe we'll get that answer on the show. Cause I feel like for a show that to me has a strong car, but nothing really out of the ordinary or spectacular, they must be planning on doing something that nobody expects on this show. Um, And that's really how, that, that's what I've been thinking about it for the past couple of weeks. Um, also LA Knight versus the Miz regular ass match. Of course. The Miz. Yeah. The Miz.
2: I said, what? I said, yeah. I said, what? I said, what? I said, yeah. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me talk to you.
1: Yeah. I got my wannabe tough guy, big bass voice on, so you know I mean Ben Nats. Yeah. Because Papa don't play that. Yeah. Nah, nah. Yeah. I'm a dangerous man. Yeah. Shout out to TikTok. Listen, man.
0: <laughs> listen, listen, pals.
1: <laughs> listen. Everyone was saying how they cooked him on Friday. Yeah. He uses inside Miz voice. Hey, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, man. Y'all forgot who y'all were fucking with.
0: L- listen, man. I got the Miz merch on the way. <laughs> I got the that boy cooked him something good, man. <laughs> Here's the thing about this program. The promos have been on fire. I think there's no better person to bring that out of LA night than Miz. I think Miz is doing what he's supposed to do. I think even from the beginning, Miz has kind of had LA's number. Friday aside, I thought Friday was a really strong pro. I thought Friday was actually one of my favorite promos of the year. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I, I thought that LA elicited so much emotion there. But also that that final line was so was just so good. Like I, I thought, right. He he killed it.
1: I feel like it came off with more intention than bravado this time. Mm-hmm. Like he's trying. Usually he tries to make you believe and make you feel this thing, but it felt this felt more intentional, centering around Bray, taking it to Miz, bringing it back. Like it felt very very strong. It felt really like again, yeah, one of my favorite promos of the year for sure.
0: Um, but then you have the Miz on the other end. He's in TMZ talking shit. He's dressing up as LA Knight, a Miz staple, dressing up as his opponent and doing the uh, the, the impressions. Um, listen, as far as on the mic and in the story, it has made sense to me. It's all made sense. I feel it. I think that it's the type of adversity that LA Knight needs at this point. I think it to legitimize him. But I'm telling you right now, y'all, when that bell rings... I'm Drewski hands. I don't know what the I don't know what to do. I don't know what to think because these are two guys that they might be oil and water
1: <laughs> when that shit starts. I feel like LA Knight is a little bit big and kind of like awkward in the ring. It's like a there's like a bulkiness to his in-ring thing that doesn't translate to how he really wants to come off. Not Miz. Miz ain't exactly a gazelle. Um, first of all. You we've seen plenty hey man, of you great. you see Miz and Ricochet, Miz Ricochet on,
2: earlier this year pulling
1: out Hurricane Ronald's. Uh, Miz and Seth earlier this year. Like, let's not. You know, I love. You know, I know I'm the Miz guy on this thing, and da da da. Hey man, Hall let... of
2: Famer, Hall of act, Famer.
1: But let's not act like Miz don't know how to work. You know what I'm saying? Miz be working. Okay. Right. I don't know about LA Night, but Miz be working. <laughs> Where do you think we? The, the winner
0: has never been in question. Okay.
1: Yes, it's not. It's really not.
0: What do y'all think the match is gonna be like?
1: Um, if I if I can, I don't expect it to be really really good, but I expect Miz to be very gracious and understanding that LA Knight is having this moment and treat it as such. So mm-hmm. he may he may kick out a skull crushing finale. He may. Um,
0: oh, I'm already, I'm about to throw up. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, but and then he got his other like Miz name finisher was this like blunt force trauma.
2: Ew. Um, <laughs> hey, it reminds me of the BFG from Doom, so I, I'll let it go. <laughs> but
1: um, I expect Miz to be very, very giving. I expect them to play up to the crowd a lot. I expect them to act like this is WrestleMania 17's main event, and uh. <laughs> and try to have one of those matches
0: uh i got miz winning this what do you think dmv
1: that's yeah. crazy you said the winner was never in question and you chose
2: miz <laughs> uh, i got la night winning uh this is the build i've enjoyed the most on the card i've enjoyed promos from both men it's a big litmus test from for la night um Like every criticism, every reservation that um, social media has had, Ms. Ms. has been uh, pushing, confronting LA Knight about it in his promos. So after this, it's like a big, we'll see where LA Knight goes after this because you have the, you uh, put this out. What happens when the pops aren't as loud? Mm -hmm. What happens to him then? You know? So we're going to see where it goes.
0: I I even felt like on Monday the pop wasn't that crazy. I feel like on Monday it was like a it felt like a Chad Gable pop on Raw. What you think, Mills?
1: Nah, I thought it was the pop was pretty big. They really thought it was gonna be late night.
0: I don't know. going to need to turn my TV up, bro. Need to turn my Sonos up. I feel like. Maybe.
1: I thought I thought the crowd I thought the crowd for the show was ter- kind of like really bad for the most of the show
0: until they was um, that trick.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, until they pull off that trick. Then, you know, it heated up. But, um, yeah, in terms of who I'm picking, uh, I know who's going to win, but I'm still going to pick Miz anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like crazy. All right. Also, what are your feelings about doing an interbrand match uh, two months before a uh, Survivor Series or three months before Survivor Series?
2: <laughs> do, um, do I don't think so. re- Do y'all really care? Like, does anyone really care about the sanctity of the brand spit anymore? I I don't. Do they just, (laughs) or do they just pretend to be mad for Twitter? I think that's. I think you hit the nail on the head there
0: again. I think that's really what it is. I just wanted to ask because you know it's the interbrand match, uh, in the middle of the fall. But again, they're able to kind of they they can flub the. The rules a little bit to fit where they want to fit. I, I think the and I think the rosters are doing so well right now that who could complain about more talent? It, it's good. Um, let's get to a match. I don't really give a shit about uh, Rey Mysterio versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. I just can't get behind anything that this guy Austin Theory is behind right now. I like Rey Mysterio a lot. I think he's a, a great worker. I'm just ready for the Santos feud to start I think and I, and I don't know why Austin's getting another match for this title.
1: Um, I'm looking forward. I don't know. I guess I'm not looking forward. I guess I was just kind of just saying that. Um, yeah, it might be something where I'm not that interested. I think they're both great workers. Um, but I don't think this leads to any real exciting uh, results. So I'm just gonna say Rey Mysterio.
2: Hey, this is the U.S. title match, folks were asking for for Summerslam. So. <laughs> you know that old that old guy, Where's Austin Theory? Why wasn't he on the call?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there was that old guy.
2: <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with him? <laughs> well, here he you is. you know, Austin. Th- you know, I will give I will put this out there. Austin Theory was cooking in the ring around this time last year against like. The Seth Rollins is of the world, so maybe Ray can bring that out of him again. We'll see. I'm expecting Santos involvement here. This this is just like to get us to um the uh real field that we want, which is Santos Ray and then Ray passing the torch ultimately. Mm-hmm. Whether that happens at Fast Lane or Survivor series, I think it happens sometime this fall, so. Yeah, I yeah, I got Ray Mysterio winning.
0: Yeah, I think that um, I think Ray will win, but I'm wondering is a surprise. I'm I'm very, again, I have a sinking feeling that there's going to be like a twist or something in one of these matches on the show. I just don't know what what match is going to be in, <clears throat> or a surprise that we don't know about. Um, I could be wrong. There could be none. You know what I mean? But I I, I feel like a turn or something is imminent here on this card. Um, a match that I'm really excited about. Well, there's two matches I'm really excited about. Three, actually. Let's get to those right now. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus steel cage match. Let me just start this off by saying Trish, uh, Becky Lynch is a a, psych- a psycho. Okay, she does a false count anywhere match that goes nearly 20 minutes on Monday. Mm. She has a she has scars already from that match on her face. Like she's got a huge lump on her head from that match. She's gonna do a steel cage match with Trish Stratus. On Sunday, where you already know they're going to be bloody mouths, bloody noses, all types of bruises that are going to be leveled out on that one. This match is going to bang, I think. I think it's going to be really, really fun. I think Zoe's been working hard. I think Trish's been working hard. They're already setting up a breakup between these two, which is kind of odd to me. Hey,
2: did you see her? Was that chair shot last night accidental? did Did she actually meet? it looked accidental i'm it just it's just so funny
0: that i could not come up with any logic as to why she would have did it other than she wasn't paying attention or a spot was blown where she was supposed to do that but she did it too late
1: mm. she was probably not supposed to be where she was and got hit in the face with a chair exactly i
0: don't think she was supposed to be where she was i do i do however think because it played into the ending i do think trish was supposed to throw the chair at some point because it was that was that was how Becky won the match was because of the miscommunication. But I just I feel like that spot and Zoe's reaction to it was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like was yeah. so good. It was 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed that part.
1: It was pretty good. I think uh Zoe Stark, I've come around. I said, listen, when she uh when she finally gets really settled in this kind of thing, I think she's gonna be a major player on the show. So good uh, you know, good eye on her. This Becky versus Trish match. Um I think Becky, I think we're going to see that Becky is still like one of the more underrated wrestlers. That's which is wild to say, considering all the accolades that she's faced. But I don't think she's heralded in the same conversations as the other horsewomen when it comes to the in ring work. But I think her mind, creativity, timing, um, her ability psychology, to put
2: together a match for the formatting.
1: Absolutely. Like, put together an actual really great match is like. I think it's better than, quite honestly, the rest of her contemporaries. Um She has done magic with Lita in the past. This, that was Lita's best match ever. I still remember it this day because I've never seen a Lita match that good until then. <laughs> she has done it with Trish. She's done it with Zoe. She's done it with Liv. She's done it with everybody on the Sun. So to think that this match won't be good and this match won't live up, if it gets to time, it's going to be amazing. I think Becky versus Trisha is going to be fire. I think Trisha is doing a great job. And she said, you know, shout out to Armand. Stay busy with Armand Shout Sadler.
2: out 29-minute wow. interview. They go over Liv Morgan. They go over f- her favorite snacks. You know, uh, Cardi B, you know, tag team, you know.
0: Yeah. Shout out, shout out to yeah. Armand. Yeah. Hey, DMV, DMV, you on our show.
2: Fuck Armand show. Hey, Armand's <laughs> Armand's mad at me for some reason. I don't I don't know why. <laughs> hey, I, hey, for you, I'll crush his gym for you. You know I'll do anything. Hey, for don't do me. Hey, if he wants to invite me on Rewriters Room, we got a problem. We can resolve it. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> Pull up to
1: the front door with it i'm gonna pick ultimately ultimately i'm gonna pick becky lynch to win this match
0: hey dmv put it said put an address on it and i think becky lynch gonna put an address on it on sunday i think she's gonna come out she's gonna win because it's time for becky versus tiffany stratton next month at no mercy let's get it
2: oh hell yeah
0: I, I I honestly for real I think she's going to work that no mercy card Mills, in the DMV. I, I I think that's going to be the the thing that gets people to to buy tickets to that show.
1: They hey, will won- I think they I think they want that 800k. I, said, I think they want that 800k for sure. I said they want that 800k. They're like we could do this anytime we want to. Just be clear.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing. You do the 800k in September around the time where they're doing Arthur Ashe and you doing all these things. They're like, oh, well, yeah. our, our C show is doing what your A show is doing.
1: What's- just be clear. We could have did this years ago, and we just chose not to. <laughs> we were developing stars. Sorry. Now those stars have flourished, and we're getting 800K. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's, hey, I want to move back into that. I think she takes a little bit of a break in between that for Survivor Series because she doesn't have a title currently unless they do the, the tag match at Survivor Series, which I, I pray that comes back. I think those are really cool. Uh, You move her on to Rhea, I think, toward the end of the year, and then you we we kind of figure out where she's going to go for Mania. I think there's a plan for her for, for Mania, but that has yet to be seen.
2: Um, Next up. I'm wondering where uh, Trish and Zoe go. Do you think tag titles, maybe uh, Raquel, Raquel? We're gonna get into Raquel next, but yeah, maybe a Raquel program. That, I feel like Liv would have been the program if she was healthy, but unfortunately.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure. I I think yeah. Trish seems to be in this for the long haul, right? Like it seems like she's 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 here for a minute. So
1: I agree. I would give her a couple of weeks off and then bring her back.
0: Yeah, I I think so as well. I I think that there's definitely plans for her to be factored in to at least Mania and Philly, and then she could kind of. She could ride up into the sunset, and and I think for for a run that she's been doing right now has its ups and downs, but I'm largely enjoying it. I, I think she she's she's a welcome addition to the show, and and as a fan of her from way back when when I was a kid, it's it's really cool to see her still fucking working pay per views. First time in a steel cage match, I think it's really dope. Um, another match I'm excited about: Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Rodriguez for the women's world championship. This has been something that a lot of people have been waiting for for a long time. You remember how they used to do this type of thing in NXT. We know that they have chemistry. It's now time to kind of see how that works out. I really like the segment they had on on Raw, really showing that uh, Raquel is finally that physical, um, you know, wrestler that Rhea's been kind of avoiding and trying to avoid this whole time as champion. And now we finally get- She
2: couldn't get the rib tight on her. So I think that's going to play into the match. Yeah. We're going to see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I I mean, she's gonna have to pull out all the stops to beat her. And again, this isn't David versus Goliath, but the Goliath versus Goliath and who is going to be kind of the strongest between the two here. You don't see Rhea defend very often. So when you do, it's definitely a must see, right? Like, like kind of attraction. So to have her on the show is, is a big deal, especially against Raquel Rodriguez, who they seem to have a lot behind and they want to they want to do a lot, you know, a lot with her. And with this match, I think is it's going to be a great, um, a great test to see if she's really, really ready for that spotlight. But I still have Rhea somehow squeaking out a victory against Raquel. I don't think it's that time yet.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna say Rhea Ripley. I think she's pretty much big business on every brand. Um, and it's just it's just better. I think knowing knowing how much she is H, she's like capital H.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm sure age is like nah. We running this till Mania, like for sure, yeah, like absolutely. And for everyone who co- for everyone who's going to complain about her um, not having enough matches and not being booked properly, like we gonna show them. So I think uh Ri Ripley is gonna run this until Mania at least, at least.
0: Sneaky. A lot of people, the SmackDown belt notwithstanding. A lot of the people who are champions right now have been champion since April, which I don't even think a lot of people have really noticed. But he's giving people some long reigns, like even even Seth. He won it in what May. He's still he's still rolling around as champ too. I, I I'm wondering when they're gonna kind of you know decide that it's time for, for to switch the belt off to somebody else. But um, I got I got I got Rhea winning DMV. What do you think?
2: Yeah, this is the match I think I'm most excited for on the card. Uh, this is a big test for Raquel. I'm getting like EO Bianca vibes from earlier this year at Backlash where, you know, uh, EO was ascending the ranks and, you know, was waiting for that big test on the, that big platform. And then, you know, it led to her, you know, eventually winning money in the bank and then becoming WWE Women's Champion at uh, SummerSlam. So I think... Uh, me personally, I've been like an ardent Raquel defender in the ring as a WWE employee. Like all that off field, off field stuff. Like I don't want to. Like, I don't want to go and get into that. But <laughs> if if Raquel doesn't win a championship by the end of twenty twenty four, something would have had to go. I think pretty wrong. So I think this is a. This is a big test for. Her. I got Rhea winning, though it's not her time yet.
0: Yeah. Um. I, I, again, like I said with this card, a lot of solid matchups that you know, uh, some of them haven't been seen yet. Um, and I think this is definitely the one that has that, that carries the most intrigue as far as how far Raquel can go. Um, and 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 really like, can Rhea kind of recapture that magic that she had at WrestleMania here? with a star that she has to essentially, as the ring general here, she has to kind of get Raquel over. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't mm-hmm. a squash match. She has to actually make Raquel look strong. And, uh, I, and I think she's up to the task. Uh, but finally, man, I think they're going to give it to my... I think they're going to give my guy a main event, y'all. I, th- I think Seth is finally going to main event a pay-per-view this year.
1: <laughs> it would be wild if he didn't. But yes, I'm assuming all... Things are cleared. If he comes out and opens the show, I'm going to be tight.
0: <laughs> I, I am going to hold out hope. The thing is, is that if it's not him, then his wife is going to main event. So like, I, I, I still feel like that's a W for him, but it's also like, no, just give the guy main event. He's going to main event. I feel like this show, I mean, it's, it's been the, the most, uh, advertised and commercialized portion of, of payback thus far. <clears throat> and that is Seth freaking Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura. um, for the for the world heavyweight championship, Seth's been going on a stellar run career-wise and with the belt. Nakamura, they're rebuilding his character. I'm really loving the vignettes they're doing, showing that he's, you know, he's doing all types of martial arts. He don't give a fuck no more. He swagged out, he dripped up, and he's ready for mind games. I liked the I liked the uh the promo on Monday. I like Seth's fire and I like Nakamura's s- swagger and style. It seems as though. He's up. It seems like he's like waking up. He's finally back. He kicks Seth right in the damn face.
1: I'm looking forward to this match, with us. You know, back problems and all. Um, they're playing it up very, very well. They're uh, the 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 way they've um, showcased Nakamura has been exceptional. Um, I think this is i'm hoping this is more of a genesis for nakamura than anything Mm because this is like showing him this real chaotic side i see that he's put a little bit of blonde dye in his hair yeah um he it seems like he's really he's finding a character like really and finding some footing in what he can actually be on this show and in this company so i hope this is a real beginning for him and you know this match is going to be more than awesome so i'm looking forward to this match um and kind of seeing where it goes the wild pick the chaotic pick (laughs) if they decided to go like full jbl eddie guerrero thing here yeah (laughs) um i don't think they'll put on shisuke that much but i feel like it should end in some sort of like I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they really do like pay per view ends like that. But I really think it should end in some sort of chaotic nature, bro. Somehow,
0: I, it ha- I think I've been alluding to it. I think the cash-in happens. I think mm. the happens. I think the judgment Day lose, and and Damian blames Finn, and then he cashes in on. on Ooh, that would be him. tough. <laughs> and cashes in on Seth after he after he wins the match against Nakamura. You can still continue Nakamura Seth that way. You could have Nakamura in the in the mix still for the World Heavyweight Championship, but you'll also put the judgment day right back there. I, I I honestly think the cash in might happen this month because the other briefcase is gone. I don't think they want the briefcase to be in play that long.
1: Uh, Why do they do this thing if they don't want the briefcase to fuck their mania plans up? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Like, because I, I never get it
0: because the question is, is like, why would Damien not just cash in and do a Seth date at Mania? You know what I mean? Like, I think right. that ends up being the question, or why especially would,
1: especially if this nigga lumbar is broken in seven places yeah. and shit. Hey, hey,
2: I know y'all got into an argument about like the back fracture last week. I, I, people are working hard. I don't know if everyone's working with fractures in their back. I, I don't know, maybe. Hey, hey man, listen. I think the I'm not it, a doctor. <laughs> I think
0: the issue was is that like the, you, when you watch this, you suspend some level of disbelief. Like these characters come back every single week and they're fine, unless we're told that they're not fine. And I think that right. that's why the Seth thing is a big deal because he's literally telling us on TV that he's not fine on the actual show. But um, I, I really think that if you do the cash in here, it makes this pay per view must see. But it also Fastlane is in like three weeks after this. You know what I mean? Like it's like not, it's not too long after this. You can realistically have Damian hold this. I, I just the only thing is, is that if they're doing champion champion and Survivor Series, I cannot see Roman Reigns versus fucking Damian Priest.
1: I don't think they're gonna do champion versus champion in Survivor Series. You think you know? I-, I think that concept. Yeah, I think that concept is over or
0: out you think Roman will just have a singular if he works it he'll have a singular match or he's gonna work it he always works
1: before yeah yeah, yeah. i think they're gonna have a singular match the only reason i don't think so is because i think they really want to do something judgment day related for survivor series right through over as a team and that's why jd mcdonough's you know part of this entire ordeal and they'll probably pick up some other straggler or whatever the fuck after the fact but um yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. No, but you, I think a cash in, I think a cash in would be monumental at this show, though.
0: Yeah, it makes it makes sense to do the cash in here. I think you can have Seth. You know, he's he's my thing is like I I didn't. It's cool that he got the title. He can win the title a thousand different times now. You know what I mean? It's cool that he was the first person to have it. I don't think he needs a long run with it. I like, I I just really don't think that that's something that. um is really worth it right now. As It was great that he got that moment, though. He got to be the first. And I think that was important than the reign. Um, whether it ends up going over to Nakamura or Damian Priest or whoever else, there are just so many people, yo, that are just waiting for that title, including those guys. It's Finn. It's Damian. It's fucking uh, Gunther. It's so many people that are waiting for that title. I just don't think one dude should have it this long. It should It should go to many different people on that show before they get drafted away.
1: I agree. Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, yeah, that is that is payback. It seemed- hold on, I didn't
2: get my, I didn't I'm give my. Sorry.
0: I'm sorry, my bad, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, DMV. My bad, my bad.
2: I, I've loved uh, Shinsuke's promos. Um, you know, I think he's uh, awakening a different beast inside of him. I know uh, a certain member of the HL network. Not going to name him. He hosts a show on this network, though. So. I'm not gonna throw his name out there, but he said he might be washed. I think we I don't think Shinsuke's washed. I think we're gonna get a great match. I think Seth's gonna win it though. But I do like you guys's um uh cash in idea. Uh the inception of this world heavyweight championship came about because they wanted to give um other wrestlers opportunities like as you mentioned, Finn, Shinsuke, Damien through. So, I think it it would be a good opportunity to um crown someone new, give someone new an opportunity right as NFL season's about to start way. You want as many eyeballs as you can. So, I got Seth, but look out for that cash in.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is payback. Watch out for the surprise. You never see it coming. Watch out for that surprise, but I want to thank First and foremost, DMV fan, for being such a great third host today. Thank you so much for joining the show.
2: Oh, thank you. So I'd like to thank you guys for giving me this opportunity to be on such an uh, an enormous podcast. I know a lot of ears are going to be on this because they always are when you guys talk about CM Punk and AEW drama. So. I'm glad you guys made me feel welcome, made me feel comfortable. Uh, You know, I'd like to give a couple of shout-outs. Cyrus Kwan, love you. Uh, Listen to The War Report. Love all you guys at the Rewriter's Room. Armand Channing CC. uh, Subscribe to Black Wrestling. Watch the Stay Busy Trish Stratus interview with Armand watch Nick Carter's and catering and watch the black announced table. Hey, Manny, if you're listening to this, please forgive me, please.
1: Manny does listen to this actually. So I'll, <laughs> I'll send the word his way. Oh, um, thank you. DMV. Thank you for being a hall of fame patron. And just thank you for supporting us and just being a, a great, uh, a great member of our community. Like, you know, we appreciate all of you guys. Seriously. <laughs>
0: Thank you, yeah, thank you, man. This is this has been great, and and of course, thank you guys for listening. It's always great talking to you guys every single week. So uh, make sure you check out Payback and what's left of All Out this weekend, and we'll be back next week to talk about everything that's happening uh, in wrestling. Uh, you know, it's it's fall season. Usually, it's kind of rough. We'll we'll see what H has for us. Last year's fall season wasn't that bad, but this one, I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens after Payback. I want to thank you guys for listening. Of course, listen to the War Report this week. Uh, We're Cyrus and Quan. We're talking about all the happenings from all in whatever happens after we record the show. As, as always, there's news that drops every time we hit stop on recording. Uh, so they'll be talking about that on Friday and we'll be talking about everything else that happened uh, next week on the show. So for DMV fan and for meals, I am Justin. Thank you guys for listening to The A Show. and We'll see you guys next week. Peace.